بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد my brothers and sisters my one brother asked me this very beautiful question he said when I'm setting goals for myself in life how do I set duniyavi goals goals for the dunya while keeping the akhirah in mind now i want to say to you that this separation that we have made between dunya and akhirah is a separation that we have created there is no such separation in the deen what is deen Hmm? Anyway, what is the what is the way of life, right? Way of life. So, where is the way of life supposed to be applied? Everywhere, every day in your life, right? So, where is the separation? Deen is the name of the way to live your life in the dunya. So, what is the separation then? The separation lie is not a question of separating deen from the dunya. The deen is the way of living in the dunya. The separation or the carefulness that we have to have is with regard to where it comes to a conflict between an order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and anything else. The anything else is of two kinds. One is the waswasa of shaitan it's a whispering of shaitan something which somebody is telling you to do and the second one is our own nafs our own desires these are the two things that create for us a conflict with the hukum of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for example allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered us to eat meat which is halal what is halal Halal is that which has been slaughtered by a Muslim saying Bismillah, Allah Akbar with his hand. Factory slaughter, machine slaughter, hit and run, road kill, all this is not halal. Right? So there is a conflict now, which is, I want to eat, there is a nice chicken here, I want to eat the chicken, but it is either doubtful or it's factory slaughtered, but it comes with a halal stamp. What do I do? That is where the issue of deen. So we say no. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rasulullah s.a.w. told us very clearly. What is doubtful, leave it. The hadith of Hassan ibn Ali radiallahu anhu. He said that he heard, I said he heard, I heard from my grandfather, Rasulullah s.a.w. He said leave the doubtful for that which is not doubtful. This is the essence of the Leave the doubtful. He is not saying leave the haram. Haram you have to leave anyway. Leave the doubtful. I don't know if it is halal or not. So what do I do? If I know it is not halal, I will not eat, of course. right? But where there is a doubt, I am not sure. Is it halal or not halal? What must I do? Leave it. Similarly, I want to do business. I need money. I need to get a... So what is the source of the funds? Angel investor, no problem. Equity, no problem. But loan, bank loan or from somebody else for interest... Big problem. So nobody says don't do business. 
We're saying do business in the way that has been prescribed. Right? We all know these stories. Abdurrahim now for if you take his wealth in one of my khutbas, I think I actually did the numbers because we have we actually have the, the data for him. He's he's probably the only one we have the actual data for number of you know how how much money he had. It's an incredible amount of wealth, and if you compare it, I mean I compare it in my khutbah with Elon Musk and, and Jeff Bezos or somebody, and it was like four times five times that net worth. But remember. The wealth of Abdurrahman now for the Alano was actual wealth, actual gold and land. It doesn't fluctuate because of Wall Street. Whereas the wealth of whether it is Bill Gates or Warren Buffett or Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or whoever, it is portfolio value. Shares go up and down. Elon Musk lost half his wealth. When he... You know, when he, when he bought uh, Twitter and, and trashed it. Jeff Bezos lost, lost half his wealth when uh, he couldn't keep his pants up. Hmm? Seriously, I mean, these are, these, are, you, these are people you want to call as your, as your, uh, as, as your role models. I mean, the man doesn't even have judgment about what to do with <laughs> You trust his judgment? Unfortunately, we have been brainwashed into judging everything in this life in terms of commercial value. But that is a, this is the fitna, to judge everything in terms of commercial value. Whether it is countries, we, we measure countries in terms of GDP. That is the worst way of measuring the Wealth or measuring the uh, the quality of life of a country. You can have a country, and you not you can have you have many countries where the quality of life is absolutely the pits in the dumps. There are wide scale poverty. There's all kinds of misery, but the GDP is high because they have two or three or four high value industries which are producing the goods and services, and so the GDP figures look good. Look good. What good is that? So the question is, when we are looking at our life goals, how can you write the goal in a way which enhances the other? Because remember, Rabbi Sallallahu said, he called this dunya what? This life what? Mazraul Akhirah. He said, this is your, the tilth, the fields, the tilling, the garden for the Akhirah. So if you want the harvest in the Akhirah, where will you do the planting? Here. Allah did not send us to leave the... If you had to leave the dunya, what was the point in coming to dunya? There's no point. Allah sent us into dunya for what? To use the dunya in the way He told us. And to teach the world also how to use the dunya in the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us. In Japan, there is a, there is a restaurant... It's called the restaurant of mistaken orders. Restaurant of mistaken orders. The waiters and waitresses in this, in this restaurant are elderly people who are in various stages of dementia. So they, their cognitive level is they, they forget and they don't understand things too well and so on. How the restaurant started was the restaurant owner, he 
saw some, you know, he went to, he went to, to one place and he met some people who had dementia and he felt very bad that these people are isolated, they are, you know, shut off in some place. He said, this is not right. These people are, it's not, they are not criminals or something, right? You don't put them into a jail. So if they have a problem, but they are functional. It's not as if they are mad or something. They are functional. So he said, why not use them in some use? So he started a restaurant. Now, what happens in a restaurant? You give an order, the waiter forgets, he gets you a wrong order. Right? So the restaurant is called the restaurant of mistaken orders. So what happens now is that these people, you give them an order, and they bring you something, 37% of the time they are correct. The rest of the time they are wrong. Because these people have dementia. But you must see the atmosphere in that restaurant. Somebody is getting a mistake and order. They are so happy. They say, oh, wonderful. Thank you very much. This is beautiful. And the restaurant, the, 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 the waiter also, waiter knows he made a mistake. But you know, he is also laughing. They are also laughing. Everybody is having a good time. Why? Because of the attitude. The attitude is towards kindness. It is towards compassion. Not finding fault. No, my order is wrong. Take it away. You know, get me another one. No, no. It's hungry. It's food. They didn't bring you some poison or something. Bring some food. Okay, I ordered something. I got something. Alhamdulillah, no problem. Now, this is a beautiful. Imagine, imagine if this is a Muslim doing this for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How beautiful is that? They're still making money. The people getting the wrong order are still paying. <laughs> huh? People are still getting salaries. They're still making a profit. But everybody is happy and they're doing a beautiful service. Beautiful service. So, very important for us to keep this in mind that how do we set goals in the dunya? To please Allah. Just have one condition in mind. Does it please Allah? Thus, that's it. If it pleases Allah, Alhamdulillah. If it does not please Allah, I will not do it no matter who is displeased. That is not a consideration. Whatever. If I lose my job, no problem. Keep it because Allah is my raziq. Whatever happens, I will not do anything to displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mistake, of course, we all make mistakes and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised to forgive mistakes, inshallah. We make istighfar and tawbah. But deliberately, I will never disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This make this into a Completely non-negotiable principle of your life. I will not disobey Allah. And in that process, anything doubtful, I will not touch. Who must check? I must check. I must check, right? Because I am the one who is taking the decision. No, what if I ask somebody, will you offend? That's something, let them be offended. It's okay. Why should they be I'm asking you a question. Why should you be offended? I'm not cursing you. I'm not, I'm not abusing you. I'm asking you a question. Is this Zabiha? What is there to be offended? If you are offended, no problem. Don't invite me. Right? So, make this into a rule. Then anything you want to do in life, Islam, in the, in the, in the issue of Muamilat, in the issue of the Mahashara, everything is halal except that which is prohibited. So, any business you want to do, do it. Just check. Is there anything in this which displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Is there anything in this which goes against the sharia? If it, is, if it is against the sharia, don't do it. But if it is not against the sharia, alhamdulillah. The whole world is yours. Nobody stops you. Right? So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to do that which is pleasing to him and then to open the 
doors of khair and baraka for us so that we become highly successful and thereby we are able to help others wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika rahman la ilaha illa